Welcome to the BDB Podcast with your hosts, Shodog, Gola, and KG. Brought to you by Natty Light, a wonderfully blended and balanced American-style lager. When you want to have one, or maybe 12, go for a Natty Light. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of BDB. Super Bowl Sunday is here. We did the whole football season. We were so excited when it began, and now we're at the very end of it. I had a I had a great time doing it. I just wish it never ended. I, I yeah. feel like we were complaining and complaining and complaining, like, oh, we need football to start. We need stuff mm-hmm. to talk about. And then it seemed like it just started. It seemed like it was, wasn't long ago. And then 20 weeks later, boom. It flies. It's it goes by way too fast. I freaking hate it. And that's like, and like after Super Bowl, like everything's so like slow until like you know, the middle of March when March Madness kicks off. But it's like I don't really watch the NBA all that much, so I don't really care about that. I mean, I'll continue to watch the Bruins, but it's like a very like slow time, um, sports wise, um, as far as I'm concerned. So, um. Yeah, be looking forward to middle of March already after this weekend. Is college football, like, bigger than the other pro sports? Like, is NFL number one and then college football number two? Depends where you are in the country. I bet it's bigger than baseball, for sure, and hockey. And hockey, yeah. I bet NBA is probably bigger worldwide. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Yeah, definitely worldwide, for sure, yeah. I was just thinking, because, like, it's crazy to think that, like, if NFL and college, like, the two biggest, like, watch things are happening at the same time, and then, boom, they're both done within a few weeks of each other. I just think, like, the kind this, like, U.S. just, like, loves football. Yeah. It's just, it's a football-dominant country for whatever reason. I mean, obviously, as far as college football goes, it's a lot bigger, like, south of the Mason-Dixon. Um and then obviously some places in the Midwest, but, um, you know, for the most part, it's, it's, yeah. People just love football in the U S and the best thing about football, I think is that like the, you would know what to expect out of a time frame. Like if you sit down to watch a football game, it's like, it's probably going to take about three hours. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to invest three hours. Like if you watch a baseball game, it's like, who the hell knows? You watch a yeah. basketball game, who the hell knows? Right. So that's, what's nice about football. There's a lot of nice things about football. I mean, it's just, it's this time of the year. Fall to me is the best. It's beer drinking time. Uh, it's the contact. It's, I don't know. It's just physical. It's like the ultimate physical game. But, there, I mean, there's a lot of good about it. And, like, going to the games, too. Like, you know, you do it a lot more than we do, Shuri. But, like, the tailgating aspect of it. Like, no other Damn pro right. sport comes close to that when it comes to tailgating. Yep. Although when we were in when we were in New York that that time goal that was kind of fun and the that was pretty sweet yeah like people playing beer pong and shit there really weren't like a ton of food being cooked that I don't remember yeah it was more or less just like people just like hanging out like doing like playing a bunch of drinking games yeah it really was did you guys watch any of the Pro Bowl stuff this weekend no no. Not a single no. second of it. No, not a second. Other than, other than like, I heard it was watching decent. ES, other than watching like ESPN and like seeing highlights, I, like, I didn't like nothing live. Yeah, I didn't see any of it either. 
So was it? It was flag football. Is that what it was? I think so. Yeah. It was. And do they still do AFC football, NFC? But it was like, no, it was like your division. So like AFC East played with AFC East. Uh, kind of hockey does the same thing. Hockey does it like the their divisions. Yeah. So yeah. I think the NFL kind of stripped that off from them, but I yeah. see more like the skills competitions. Like they had like they had like a long drive contest. They had um, like stuff like that. A, a long drive, Bills, Jordan, like a golf thing. Yeah. Jordan Who won Porter, that? Jordan Porter was like he hit one three forty five. No, that's a bomb. I'm pretty sure it's 3:45, yeah. And he's not a big dude. No. Wow. Some of the guys that were up there swinging all good oh, gracious. I bet that was like, hilarious. Just you have like these like 300 and like 30 pound like defensive linemen like they're just not even close. It's pretty funny though. Um, before we get in the matchup, did you got either of you guys listen to Brady's podcast? Um. This weekend no. with yes. Bill Belichick came on. No, nope. I needed a box of tissues after I listened. Dude, to no doubt he's going to be the one who calls him in for his uh, Hall of Fame. Did you say does Brady has his own podcast? Yeah, him and Jim Jim Gray. I wonder how his ratings are. They're better than ours. No, they're not actually. <laughs> um, they're not ours. Are on, well, ours keep going up and up and up. I'm sure his are like flat. Yeah. Um, but. Brady and him, I th- I thought they were like gonna make out. It was just it absurd. was pure Patriots porn for any Patriots. Seriously, fan. were they in the same just, room together? No, no. But they just couldn't no. stop talking like about how both like that's the best in what he does, and that's the best in what he does, and like there was nothing ever in between us. Um, which probably maybe that ain't true, but like that's just like what they were saying. Um. Uh, the whole time it was like a good 15 20 minutes of them just like having respect for each other it was it was good they were on a timeline oh, and they like went way over their timeline because Gronk ended up calling in like in the middle of it um cuz he was like up next but <laughs> that was funny too um but it was it was good i, I just think there's no doubt that bill is going to be the guy that that calls him in for his hall of fame yeah I yeah. saw that for Brady, like obviously he has that deal with Fox for that monster deal he has with Fox, but he said he's taking off next year. Smart. Um, I mean, also he probably has to like learn a lot of shit, right? He probably, I'm guessing imagine. he's probably going to like probably train himself or like take classes on how to like properly say shit. I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot that goes into it that we don't know, but um, like the big talk right now is like, did Fox mess up giving him that deal with how good, uh, Greg Olson is because then they get to make a decision with Olson. Yeah. yeah. I I, don't, I, I yeah. just don't understand why they both can't do it. Like, I don't believe that you have to have like one guy that call plays. Like, they're both good enough. Like, Greg Olson's good enough to be able to handle that himself. Yeah. Him and Brady would be fucking excellent together. And I'm sure Fox has enough money to pay them both. No doubt. I think one of the didn't. Monday Night Football do that for a, a little while where they had three guys in the booth? Yeah, they sure did. Yeah. I don't remember how it went, but I feel like I don't well, usually watch a game. Three. What's that? I was going to well, say, no, I don't really saying... watch a... <laughs> <laughs> I, say, I don't really watch a game too often and We're be like... We're both pausing, though. Like, 
and be like, uh, oh, shit, this broadcast is awful. I'm not going to watch it because it's three guys. And you know what I mean? I've never said that. So I think that was the case when they had three guys. Wasn't that like Dennis Miller, like Tony Kornheiser? Kornheiser like is who else? I remembered. Yeah. It was awful. Like Dennis Miller, they tried thought and tried to get some like comedian in there to like, like stop making people laugh or something. Well, shit. they were trying awful. to get the Madden effect because back then Madden was a, a monster. I feel like Peyton and Eli already provide that too. If they like, they did, you know. Seriously, that's that is comedy. They were they were great. Like I saw like ESPN shows with them before, like, and they were great. Eli uh, Peyton came on Brady's podcast too. Um, he's just so good. I, so good and they they said too like uh, in that didn't like Manning kind of said like Brady was the kind of the first one outside of his family to know he's retiring. Yeah, he like went up and told them personally. Told them like after the like lo- that last game they were playing against each other that year or whatever that he was getting done. Yeah. Who said that? Peyton. Yeah. 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 It's funny like there's a lot of guys like I don't think Peyton and Eli had like bad images like A Rod did, but there's a lot of guys who like finished their career and people are kind of like on the fence about them. I mean because they were really good or maybe because they did crank uh, crazy shit, but like I feel like those three guys like their personalities like people love them now all three of them. Yeah. yeah. The and like if Rogers was a little surprising. Yeah, A Rod's really changes the image around. I feel like Rogers will probably go end up doing Jeopardy, and they'll love him too. Yeah, has there been talk about that? Oh, he hosted it for a little while, didn't he? Yeah, he, he was host? like, yeah, he, he supposedly want to do him again. So, yeah, that's right. Rogers is gonna play again this year. I mean, he's 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 got fifty three million reasons to play. Fucking <laughs> no, yeah, it won't be this year. I'm just saying, like down the line, people will like him again. Um, he is such a weird dude. He's got to be trolling with the darkness. Did you guys see that? And no. I spent four he's, days in darkness before he makes a decision on what he wants to do with his future. He's what he means by darkness. He's just gonna take a bunch of fucking like, like hallucinogenics and just like trip balls for four days, and then he's just gonna make a decision after that. But he's gonna be fucking with people, right? I don't know if he is. <laughs> he's a fucking weirdo. I don't know uh, if he is, dude. I don't all right, let's get Super Bowl. You guys good with Super Bowl? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Gav, you got to start it off. This is okay. This is your. This is your, yeah, yeah. You uh, all right, we got Super Bowl six thirty on Sunday, boys. Uh, who's who's holds? Uh, Fox has the game this year. Do they cycle every? Isn't it three three network yeah. cycle? Yeah. Yeah, but I think this year, Fox has it this year and next year, and then they reset. They so, go through. That means Greg Olson. That, Greg Olson will be calling the Super Bowl then. Yeah, I think so. Two years in a row. Two years in a row. So he's really no, going to be. Brady, no, he's not oh, doing yeah, it next yeah, year. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. He's not doing it next year. That's right. Yeah. So okay. So six thirty Sunday. Uh, Eagles currently one and a half point favorites in this game. Uh, let's see. Over under on the game is fifty and a half. And. Yeah, these teams haven't even played since uh, 2021. Casey won that game back in uh, 2021. That's what I got. Casey killed him, I believe. I think Mahomes had like five tutties. Um, uh, 42-30. Yeah, I think yeah, Mahomes went nuts. He tends to do that. Yeah. I don't know. Do you guys want to just do like our normal breakdown? Do you want to go position by position? Like we can break down quarterback. Well, have you guys heard like about Mahomes? Like I'm sure his ankle's much better than it was two weeks ago when he played against the uh, was it Bengals? What they play against last? I don't remember. Bengals. 
Dude, that, yeah. that ankle's Gucci. Like, I'm sure it's doing all right. Yeah. And I'm sure they, if worst comes to worst, they just shoot him up right before the game, and then he's ready to roll. He refused it last week. I don't know why. Like, I don't know if there's a reason why. I don't know. I'm not – never done that, but – Hmm. He refused a shot in his ankle last game, and then this game, two weeks prep, he'll be good to go. I, I don't think he'll be any issue. The problem is, like, is Kadarius Tony going to play for them? Is uh, I thought last I knew, like, all the everybody was active during like practice. But will they like be themselves? You know what I mean? Like, will Juju yeah, 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 be yeah, himself? No, guess, yeah. Mark Marquez Valdez Scantlin. It seems like he might be the X factor dude. Like, he's coming along and like making plays downfield and becoming the X factor for this team, in my opinion. Which he, I mean, he did that when he was with green Bay and with Rogers as well. I mean, he, he was never the top guy in green Bay cause they always had Adams or um, Jordy Nelson or Randall Cobb or whatever, but he's, he always seemed to make, make some pretty big plays for the, for the Packers. So um, this could be another situation where he does that. I think it just speaks volumes to like what Mahomes is. Mahomes could make like there's like four or five guys on the Chiefs who could go off for a hundred yards in in this game. That's just like what Mahomes yep. does. He can he can just find a guy that has got the hot hand and just pick the other team apart because he's so good. So yeah, I, think I was that, yeah, I was listening to Tyree Kill um, talk about how he made his decision. Like he wanted to stay in Kansas City. Like he didn't want to be the highest paid wide receiver. He wanted to stay there, but the money, like he wanted guaranteed money and they couldn't do guaranteed money. Um, and then Miami called and was like, this is what we're going to give you guaranteed. And he was like, listen, if we can't match that, then I'm out. And he's like, and it was the right decision for me. And it's like, well, no, Kansas yeah. City's in the fucking Super Bowl, dude. Like right. at the end of the at the end of your life, you're going to have enough money either way. The 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 thing you really want is Super Bowls. Like the only, <laughs> you won one and you said, the only thing I'm doing now is chasing Jordan. Like. <laughs> that was like the stupidest comment of his life and i hate to bring up tyree kill but it's like that just shows how good patrick Mahomes is like he just lost literally probably the top three wide receiver in football and all he did was get better and i i'm gonna say this bill belichick made him better because if you remember when patrick Mahomes came the came in he set the world on fire won an mvp and then belichick had success against him because he kept making him throw short like he was bringing three linemen and then he was dropping eight in coverage, and he was playing f- cover four with four deep guys. And he said, take the short game. And Mahomes would, and then he would get – he want to take downfield, downfield. Now you see Mahomes' complete game, dude. Like, he can throw anything everywhere. He throws the screen pass as well. He reads the, reads the defense well, throws a short pass, his outlets. It's like eh. – Belichick, if people knew this, created the monster. He's doing yeah. the same thing with Josh Allen. Josh Allen has the deep ball, and if he can just consistently, consistently, like Patrick has now done, take the short ball, Josh Allen's going to be right there. Yeah. I think, like, when Brady retired, like, the crazy stats, we saw about Brady, right? Like, how the crazy one was he's made it to, like, what, more AFC, more conference championship games, like, 70% of them in his career than, like, the highest rated, like, completion percentage ever in history right so like there's a better chance brady makes it to a championship game than the highest passer ever makes a completion right it's unbelievable but then like mahomes is like five for five now yeah 
the first season like doesn't really count. He only played one game that year, so that doesn't really count. But the last five seasons he's been a starter, he's made it to every single AFC Championship game. So it's like, I I know uh, obviously he's gonna start winning Super Bowls, and I know people like laugh when they said like, oh, he's gonna be chasing Brady's rings. And it's like, it's not crazy that crazy to think to me. No, the way Mahomes has been starting his career. I, it's not crazy, but I also like. I think the big thing with Brady was like a longevity, and yeah, I just yeah. That's like an anomaly. Like, so it's, you know, even if Mahomes plays another, say, 12 years, I don't know, 12, 13 years. He'll be 39, yeah. Like, say he plays till then, like, he, we're talking he's going to try to win another, basically win a Super Bowl every other year from here on out. Right. Which I guess. Is, the- which is, is it like, seems like when you put it that way, it's like, I don't even know. That's a pretty daunting thing to try to, like, task. Yeah. There, it's like there's a lot of records in sports that like seem like very unbreakable, right? But like the Brady, like the quarterbacks with, the, I mean, the Super Bowls by a quarterback, like that seems like with Mahomes in the league, it's like I'm not thinking that's unbreakable. That's what I'm saying. But like Brady's I, like yeah, I, total I, passing yards, you know, type deals. Like I feel like that's unbreakable. Oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. The way with the extra game, and it's just like I don't, I don't know. It's just 24 years of playing, you know. Yeah. Honestly, like I just, this like I game said, I just... means so much to Patrick. Like, yeah. If he doesn't win this, then he's gonna be like, oh, he won one, but he had all these weapons and a really good defense that year. Now it's like, you know, if he loses two, it's like, oh, he can't get over the hump. But if he wins this, man, it's just gonna build momentum. Like, why can't he get three by the age? 30 and then you know why can't he get four by age 30 who knows like that this one is huge for him like to get over that. i will say that there's a lot of pressure i was if he win, if they win sunday i will say that he's got an outside shot of getting to that number if he doesn't he's got no shot it's it's yes i agree i'm saying it's over with so he gets the two now i will say he's got an outside shot of making it happen if they lose not a fucking chance yeah i'm not sitting here either saying like oh he's gonna get seven he's gonna no, pass Brady all the shit but it's like it's not. one of those things where it's like it's not crazy to think that Mahomes couldn't get there you know what I no, mean you're right Kevin and every Patriots fan no matter what I'm telling you right now is worried about it like they're all thinking like this motherfucker better not get this dub right I mean especially since like if he's in the AFC it means the Pats aren't gonna be making any Super Bowls in the next 10 years right because this dude fucking goes to every one of them it seems like so <laughs> uh, thanks for reminding me um, on the Eagles side of things, did you guys see that Sarani said that this was a must-win game for them? Did you guys see that? Well, quote? Speaking, well yeah, but was, uh, wasn't it I did not of, see that. Is it really? Well, hold on. Wasn't it because a reporter asked him? He goes, "They were like, do you, would you say that Sunday's game is a must-win?" And he goes, "Oh, I might have missed. I might have missed it out of context. Something like that. But I just read a headline. Yeah, that, that so, he said it was no, must-win." Somebody asked him. He's like, "Is this a must-win game?" And he just kind of looked at the guy. He's like, "You fucking serious?" Like, yes. <laughs> is I it a so. must win? What the fuck is the Super Bowl? <laughs> Fucking people. It's just like, it's so hard to get to the Super Bowl. And it's even harder to win it. And that's why it's like, I don't think he'll ever get to seven. Yeah. But the Eagles were able to do it in 2017, maybe, when they won it. 18, yeah, 17, 18. Right around there. Seven, like, they season, got 18, there, right? and they really haven't been back. Like, sense yeah no so when you get there you just got to take advantage of it like 
Yeah, I mean, they were, I mean, they caught lightning in a bottle for one year with Nick Foles. I mean, it's not like they've had sustained success at the quarterback position um, for for the, a lot of amount of time. Whereas, like, the Chiefs have and the Patriots always are with Brady and, you know. And I think it's the way things are these days, too, with quarterbacks. I mean, Brady was, like, a rare, he was, like, the, a unicorn in the sense that, like, he actually took less money. Like it wasn't just like, yeah, it's huge. Oh, I took, I was like my, my uh, yearly salary was lower. Like he actually took less money so they could sign more players. And like, you're not seeing quarterbacks do that. And I'm not, I don't blame them, but I mean, you have guys just, they're talking like, I saw a report this weekend that Lamar wants 250 million guaranteed. And they saying the Ravens are like, we'll give you 150 guaranteed. We're not fucking coming anywhere near that number. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what t- but somebody's gonna somebody's gonna give it to him so it's just it's it's a lot more difficult these days i think with when you have quarterbacks making 50 fucking million dollars because you have to turn over your roster instead of maybe every like three or four years it could be every two years because your salary the quarterback's making so much fucking money like Mahomes, 10 years 450 million insane yeah i mean but he's worth it though like they could literally put like you out there receiver and Mahomes could probably find you the ball a few times a game. You know what I mean? Like if I if I could get open. Like the thing with the thing with uh um Lamar, dude, is just like he's obviously been hurt a lot more than Mahomes type has. But like I don't know if Lamar can go out there and do stuff like without having weapons. I think he needs to have those weapons to like do that kind of shit. Like where Mahomes can come out there and have like no one on his team for receivers. As long as you're a NFL type wide receiver, it's like he's gonna get you the ball. There's I, a big difference yeah. between like the top like three or four quarterbacks in the league compared to like the five to ten. Yes. No, I agree with you there. And like I'm not saying Mahomes isn't worth it. But one thing about Mahomes too, and that, listen, I, I don't disagree with anything you, you guys are saying in terms of he I think he can play quarterback with whomever at wide receiver. He still has a gigantic like all world safety blanket and Travis Kelsey too that. Mm-hmm. And he, when he needs a, when he needs to make a throw, he goes there. And I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying like Mahomes is going to completely fall off a cliff. I'm not, I'm not going to say any of that shit. It'll be interesting what happens when Kelsey's like finally slowing down or Kelsey's gone. You now I'm not saying, like, just, I still think that Mah- What's that? that's like, this is exactly what I was trying to wait to bring up. And I was going to say it tight end is more important than running back. Like teams are taking running backs early in the draft and it's not even close how much more important than a tight end is. Well, and the thing is, is like, I don't, I don't disagree with you with that at all. I think that you can, and I think the Patriots have like shown that like particularly they never draft. I mean, they drafted Sony Michelle fairly high, but they usually get guys the third, fourth round and they, most of them dominate. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that you can do that in the right system as long as you have a good offensive line. Um, but like the only, that's like, you look at it year in and year out now, like there may be like one running back that's projected like a first round pick. And then like, they're saying this year, there could be three of them. I've, I've read a report that's saying mayor Kincaid and Darnell Washington all are projected to go first round to some people, as far as some people are concerned. No, there's and the only running one too. That's even better. I think than Kincaid from Oklahoma state or something. Oregon oh, state. maybe. And it, and it's like the only running back you see that may be drafted first round is Bijan Robinson, and it's like, I I don't know, I I think 
I think teams are crazy to take running backs that early, but um, that's just me. I'm just thinking like in the last 15 Super Bowls, obviously, well, you know, just think about like the quarterbacks that have been. It's basically Mahomes, Manning, Brady, and they've always had good tight ends. Like I felt like Jacob Tammy when he was there with, and I'm sure there was other good tight ends that he had before Tammy. Who the hell, who the heck was it? Um, for Peyton. But anyways, like Brady's had great tight ends. Yeah. Kelsey is obviously an all time great tight end. Like, I just think, I think Goder is a really underrated tight end. Like, I think I put my money on Goder to win the MVP of this game because I think Goder is going to be that good. Like I, I think in the red zone is where he's absolutely money and no one really knows him because they just, they, they can easily run the ball. But if you take away the run, it's going to be Goder. Peyton had uh Dallas Clark with the Colts. Are you thinking of? And then Dallas Julius, Clark. yes, that's exactly Julius, Julius Thomas and the Broncos. So, yep. yeah. I, I mean, it is kind of funny to think like when you, when you first started saying like over the last 15 years, I'm like, well, that's like three quarterbacks from the AFC the last 15 years. Cause that's it's true. like either Mahomes, Brady or like Peyton, it seems like, you know, but it is true though. Uh, having that tight end is like so huge. Luke Musgrave is the second ranked tight end on some, what I'm looking at. Oh, okay. Never even is heard the, of him. Never even seen him play. Is that guy from Georgia? Do you say him? Is he only a sophomore? That kid's, uh, Bowers is a sophomore. Darnell Washington's draft eligible. The other, their other tight end. It'd be interesting to see how high Bowers goes when he's eligible. Yeah, I mean, there's there. been yeah. like it's like crazy. Like, I mean, well, with Pitts it, went top. Yeah, 10. Pitts was top. And 10, like, yeah. and I'm saying this, I've seen stuff with like may are going 10 and i've also seen some mock drafts and him not even getting drafted in the first round yep. so I, I don't know it's just weird to think like if your team needs both running back and tight end and you have a guy like ranked 15th and 16th on your sheet on who you want to take typically you would take a running back. i think every team would take a running back but looking at it it's like the longevity longevity of a tight end is better they help you in both run and pass game like, it's a more important position to have a better tight end than it is a better running back. Yeah, I think so, too. And especially in today's game. I mean, like, back in the 80s when all them fucking guys, it was block. I mean, and they would catch a few passes here and there. But who cares? But the way it is now, being a pass the league, it's huge. I also think we're comparing the greatest tight ends, like, that the league has ever seen, right? Where, like, it's not really fair that, like, we're – Kelsey and Gronkowski are like the two major components of the tight ends over the last 15 years from the AFC. Like you probably have a better chance of hitting on a running back than you do a tight end. The pool is just way bigger on, on running backs on a, like an average, a, an average or above average running back. It's probably a better chance of getting that than a tight end is what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, can, no, it's no, I don't disagree. With I you. think you're right. I think there's a better chance of like getting a good tight end later in the draft. I mean, yeah. a good, good running back. Later yeah. In the yeah. Draft. But if you're high pick, like you're in the top 10 or top 15, I would rather risk going all in for a good tight end to help my team than I would a running back. And then like hopefully get a bit running back later. Like if you use a, you know, you want to go with volume. Like I think like there's a good running backs that were, you know, a lot of third, fourth, fifth round round picks. Well, look at Pacheco from the, he was a seventh rounder for Kansas Yeah, City. and he's just starting. Uh, I know Miles Sanders starts, but the other two running backs, Boston Scott and uh, the other small guy for Philly. Um, hold on, I have it right here. Um, 
Kenneth Gainwell. Those are both late round picks. In the right system, I, I, I think as far as running backs go, I mean, it, don't get me wrong, it's great to have guys like CMC and Barkley and Dalvin Cook, and I'm, I'm sure I'm missing some people here, Aaron Jones. But it's like, in the right system, I, I, I agree with you. I don't think you need this like elite running back to make things work. I mean, like I said, the Patriots have always been successful running the football, and I don't think they've really ever had an elite running back. They've always Definitely. had a guy that they could, that runs downhill, and they've always had like the Dion Lewis, James White, kind of Kevin Falk, scat back type guy who catches ball in the backfield, and they've just been wildly successful doing that. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, from a like I like if the Patriots take a running back in the first like three rounds, I'm like, what the fuck are they doing? Yeah, I'm usually like, oh, the best one they've had in probably 15 years, and hey, they don't use them enough because their their wide receivers suck. And their plane calling sucked last year, but he was what a fourth round pick out of Oklahoma, and yeah. considered too big when they drafted him. Like they, he had to lose weight. Like I don't know. And now look at him; he's probably their best offensive weapon. Yeah, I think on like the tight end front too. I think like say if like Kelsey was on uh, like the Texans right now with Davis Mills thrown to him, like there's zero chance Kelsey is talked about as being one of the greatest of all time. If Gronkowski's on a team with like Trent Dilfer thrown to him, there's zero chance that Gronk's <laughs> on a team, right? Like it takes like, it takes like two things for it to work. It takes tight end obviously to be special, but then obviously they have to have a special quarterback for it to happen. There could be so many tight ends in history where if they had Brady or Mahomes thrown to him, like they're in the conversation as the greatest of all time because like they had a special quarterback thrown to them. So it's hard like this, like like talks with Kyle Pitts. It's like Kyle Pitts went into a very shitty situation with Atlanta, and I think people already given up on him type deal. But it's like, who's he had thrown to him over his last, yeah. like, has he been the like two years? Yeah. Roof. If Kyle no, Pitts goes to the Chiefs, like, he's probably already been through, like, two Pro Bowls, you know what I mean? So. Right. I mean, it's always about who's throwing it to you, and I agree. Like, you, you hit it right on the head. I mean, those are two of the best. Those are the two best quarterbacks probably I've ever seen play, Brady and Mahomes. Yeah. So. All right, so what about back to the game? What do you think? So one and a half spread, Eagles favored. I think the Eagles with their offensive line have the better chance of controlling the game, the flow. But, like, Mahomes is the all-time wrecker of that. Like, you could you could dominate time possession, and next thing you know, and he could be, like, five times in a row he punts, and the next three times in a row he comes down the score. But I think that... I, think, I, I like Philadelphia's physicality, starts with their offensive line. I love their offensive line beating up Kansas City's. They're going to run that four-man front. Um, you know they're going to run it. It's man-on-man. Man. Uh, can you beat them? I think with Jalen Hurts being able to run is the key. Like, you know, can they, can they, can they let him run free and get, up, get some big gains, especially like on third and short? It does not just throw the ball. And uh, they're going to use him and how his reads are. Can he make the right read? I know early against San Francisco, he made some wrong reads. There were some ones that he should have handed off. He kept. Then the other way around, he made some wrong reads. But if he makes if he makes the easy play, man, I think Philadelphia can get out there and smoke him. Is that what you think is going to happen? Yeah, I actually do. I'm putting my money on Philly. We are rolling hard in Philly in the Shorey household. As in we, me. Bowman got his jersey? He does. He's got an A.J. Brown jersey ready for the game. 
big number 11. Huge fan. So here's the thing is like I got, and I don't, I mean, everybody talks about the Eagles offensive line and how good it is. It, it is good, but they also were like 23rd in the, in the league in sacks allowed this year. So they let up a decent amount of snap sacks most of the season and Kansas city is second in the league in sacks, but only behind, they have the second most sacks this season, only behind Philly who just blew everybody out of the water there. So it's, it's kind of a weird thing. It's like Philly had the most sacks allowed. I mean, most sacks um, by defense this year and Kansas city allowed the third fewest. So the Kansas city's offensive line is very good as well. Um, I do think this game has like the potential to be like, all time good, I think. I mean, I know it's like it's a Super Bowl. Like obviously both teams are really good, but I just I I think that the the Eagles are a better team than Kansas City. Um, I think that their defense is better than Kansas City's, but Kansas City has Patrick Mahomes and he's the best player on the field. And I know Jalen Hurts has been good this year. He's been awesome, but I I I just think Mahomes is like a lot better than he is. Um. With all that being said, I, I, I hate, I, I don't, I don't like either one of these teams, but I just, I think Philly, as much as I hate to say it, they've been the best team all year. I, I think eventually they just wear Kansas City's defensive front down. Um, and I think they're going to work. I mean, the big thing for, the big thing for Philly is to t- try to take, you know, uh, Jones out of it, you know, and there could be some read option shit and, uh, RPOs. Um, so I just think Philly ends up wearing them down and Philly, Philly's going to end up winning. I think it's going to be close. So I don't think, it'll, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. <clears throat> I just think that it's Mahomes and Reed are just in every game they play. They just don't get blown out. You guys have like talked a lot about it. You guys know way more about this than I do, but like Kansas city's front seven is the type, like with their athleticism and their quickness, like where they can disrupt a team like the Eagles, where they rely so much on the run and so much on hurts, like getting out of the pocket. So I don't know if that bodes well for the Eagles in that aspect of it. Uh, How much do you guys buy into the fact that like Andy Reed has been there. He's done that, right? He's he's been in the situation. Sarani's never been here as a head coach. I don't know if I don't know what his you know assistant coaching background is, but he's not. So like, how much does that help a team in preparation, like for this big moment? Do you think it's that big of a deal? I think the. I mean, Reed's like one of the probably. He might be the best coach. Told- Top five coach. coach of all time. Of all time. Okay. Yeah. All right. I think I say maybe may the best in the league now, right? He could be. I yeah. mean, yeah, very well could be. The guy's fucking awesome. Um, so I, I think it does play a little bit of a factor in it. Um, but really, at the end of the day, I just I I don't know if it's like gonna play that big of a role in it. I gotta think being a player, being a player with the experience means more than the coach having experience in the moment. Where like right. I don't know how many guys on the Eagles have have an experience in this in the Super Bowl game. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think I, hold on real quick, Kev. <clears throat> I think it's weird because I used to say this about the Eagles when they played when the Pats played the Eagles in 2017. I was like, well, they're rook like it's all first times for Philly. And I think sometimes the things you don't know mm-hmm. makes you not think about it, and it just the the game happens. And then sometimes 
you know too much and you think about it and it's like you're thinking about something that probably never was a factor. I mean, yeah. I think that having the experience is key, but sometimes some things that you don't know is also even better. Yeah. I know I've heard a lot of stories of NFL players saying like they were shocked at how long halftime is for the oh Super God, Bowl because yeah. it's so much longer than any other game. So, I, I mean, yeah, if you don't know what to expect for that, I guess it might not affect you as much. Uh, I do think that the experience from the players, though, I think it matters in a situation like this. I don't know if it matters as much for Andy Reid, but like. I think I've bet against Patrick Mahomes a few times this year, and it's just so silly. Like, we we talk about how the Eagles have been the best team all year, and it seems like the Chiefs haven't been there. But it's like these two teams are going into the same record, and I just I don't I don't think I'm going to bet against Patrick Mahomes in this situation. I I think that his ankle is going to be good enough where he can be very dangerous, and I think he can do his his creativity like he couldn't quite do against Cincinnati. Uh, I think he's going to be able to be get out of the pocket a little bit more than he was. Like I think against Cincinnati, like he noticeably looked like he was still hurt, like he could not move really well. Yeah. Uh, but I think that the two weeks that they've had, I think it's going to be huge for him. And uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I think with him, and then I think with the athleticism of the Kansas City front seven, I just, I'm going Chiefs. Crackle will be so happy to hear that. I got a text before I came on and <laughs> said, "Whatever you do." Just make sure Kev picks against the Eagles. So uh, that's good. So here's where I'm at. Like, I, I like Mahomes. I think it's awesome. I like when guys, like, dominate stuff. I like when guys become, like, the greatest, you know, type deal. And they can, like, threaten records and shit like that. I think that stuff's cool. So I want Mahomes to win. But if the Eagles were to win this game, it's going to be fantastic watching the videos of those fucking oh Philly God. fans. He just sent me Eagles fans doing trust falls off light poles. Yeah. It literally just just sent me that as I was you were saying that. Like, when does the city of Philly go and start greasing up the poles? Oh my God! I guess half time. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe earlier. Yeah, probably earlier. The, the thing that no one's talking about is Philly's defense, though. That's pretty. It's pretty fucking legit. Oh, go no, on. They... What? I said, go on. You you take no, it. No, 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 no. I was saying no. I agree. Yeah, no, the guy that has seen Reddick, dude, has been a monster this year. He's got like, I don't know, I don't have it in front of me. Uh, seen Reddick has like 15 sacks or something like that, 16 sacks on the year, and and against San Francisco, he had two or he had the strip sack, and he had, he had two sacks in the first quarter. Like this guy's a monster for them this year. He's probably been like the key to unlocking everything is that they have an absolute beast pass rusher off the edge or he uses its speed more than anything. And then you have like, they're just monsters up front. I mean, the four guys, they start up front and, and they actually play six guys on their front seven. I mean, on their D line and they're just all behemoths. And that's the thing that to me that no one's talking about is Philly's defense. Um, I feel like they can get pressure with just four and that that would if they if you can do that, I feel like that's that's gonna win either team. I feel like either team gets pressure with four, they're gonna win. Mm-hmm. As yeah. good as the quarterbacks are, this is gonna come down to the front seven. All right. So obviously, I if I think Kansas City's gonna win, like very good chance if Kansas City wins, Mahomes wins MVP. You guys both think Eagles win. Who do you think wins MVP? Two tutties, Goddard. You think Goddard Lock gets it, it, huh? Lock that in. I wonder what the betting line on that is. 
I'm going off the uh, this is um, this is crazy here, but I think I'm gonna go with um, I'm going Darius Slay. He's gonna have a pick six towards Ooh. the end of the game. Seal it. Ooh, it makes no sense, but I just don't want to be a, like unoriginal and just say Jalen Hurts. Yep. I've I've been a giant. I mean, he was on my fantasy team, and I always fucked around with people. Well, Philly fans, I was like, why don't they just give it to Gordy every time? So, this is finally <laughs> the game where he gets it every time. I've been asking for that. Um, MVP. Uh, so in Mahomes's six seasons, he has two total pick sixes in his career. Oh. Oh, one was uh wait. Yeah, one was like a first play against the Patriots. It went right through a guy's hand into McCourty's hands. You know what's Pretend. fucking hilarious? In 13 years, Matt Stafford has 29. <laughs> 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 That's incredible. Dude, well, I can't remember which one of you said it earlier, but, so I'm switching gears here off this bowl. But I had to bring up that stupid fuck, Trent Dilfer. Oh, oh yeah. Now, that whole little cute, oh, that quote he said he wasn't impressed, not impressed by like Brady and Rodgers. It's like, so what's impressive to you? That guy, he had more seasons where he had more interceptions than touchdowns than seasons he had it's more touchdowns than interceptions. I thought the that was guy, a joke. No, that's fucking legit. I just don't understand it because he's like, God, oh, these these guys don't stand in there and take hits and like how to get hit and like, no, Brady did like he he did that early in his career and then they changed the rule, not because of him, but like that was part of it. But he did that early in his career. But isn't that I'm being a, a good quarterback is not taking hits? It's like being able to see the, the pressure coming and getting rid of it? That's, dude, that's that part podcast, of being a good quarterback. That's what Bill says. He's like, people don't understand. Like, there was times we had bad offensive linemen in the game. Like, because of injuries and stuff like that, you never knew their name because Brady knew, like, oh, shit. I'll just, I got to get rid of the ball before, like, before the game even started. He's just like, what can I do to, like, I know where my weakness is. If I just get rid of the ball, they can never admit he's never a weakness. And, yeah. Yeah, that is part of it. And, like, that's what All he right. did. So, so from 2001 to 2007, right, when Dilfer claims it was harder, Dilfer had 29 starts. He had 31 touchdowns and 38 picks. That's awesome. Wow. Brady, in that same time frame as Dilfer, had 110 starts, 197 touchdowns, and 86 picks. What a loser, dude. It's like he I don't what are you talking things. about? The guy I think is he, such a more like he's the all time that like he's a butt of everybody's joke. They're like everybody's always like, Well, you don't need a great quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Look at Trent Dilfer. Like he's a fucking joke because he was like, he was literally like completely irrelevant in that Ravens Super Bowl because they had literally I'm pretty sure I heard something today. They said that that Ravens defense was so good, they went six straight weeks without scoring an offensive touchdown, and they went four and two in those games. <laughs> That's absurd. Like, how ridiculous. Like, Trent Dilfer is such a fucking snatch. It's like the old thing, though. Like, any publicity is good publicity, right? It's like he's just trying to say this. So, like, he probably hadn't heard his name in the media for a long time. So, it's like he wanted to get some eyes on him and so he says something stupid that doesn't have any merit and now he's everyone's talking about him because he's a moron so yeah, good job well done Trent. is, is uh, yeah they were probably like no one's talking about you we need some ratings for your uh or some kids don't know your name we need some ratings for your podcast go on tv and say something yeah. ridiculously stupid he probably I, wants recruits dude isn't he the head coach at uab now 
No, is he really? I'm pretty positive he's the head no. coach at UAB now. There's a reason Skip Bayless and Stephen A. make like millions and millions of dollars. There's no chance they believe everything they say. They just say it for the ratings. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I think a lot of guys have, like, are realizing that. So they can say these stupid shit and go home to their wives and say, like, I didn't really mean that. So. <laughs> yeah, he's a, head coach. he's a head coach at UAB. Yeah, wow. Was, did he go right from the booth to that job? Like, did he go right from no, the analy- he, analyst? No. He, well, he, no, he was uh, head coach at Lipscomb Academy in Tennessee for three years. Has he been four out years. of being an analyst for that long? Um, I think hey, so. Oh. He was, 2017 was when he was the last time he was with ESPN. Oh, shit. Didn't know that. Um, like a lot of times, like in Super Bowls or like when they have this stuff, they'll be like the the Harbaugh Bowl and shit like that. I don't, I don't yeah. know if there's any other ones, but like this year is actually really cool. I think with the Kelsey Bowl, I think it's that's awesome. so awesome. Yeah. Uh, like one thing I was thinking about though is like how the Kelsey's mom is like everything in the news, but it's like where's the dad? I, was, I didn't know if the dad had maybe passed away. It's like no, he's still living. He's still with a, like they're still married and everything. It's just the mom's getting all yeah. the publicity. Getting all the pub. Yeah. I love how did they did you guys see on their podcast they made her like pick one that she had to be cheering for? What she said? <laughs> no. And she was like, "No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it." And they were like, "No, like gun to your head, you had to pick one of your kids." And I gave you two grandchildren. That's what Jason was said. And he was like, "Gun to your head," <laughs> and I gave you two grandchildren, and I uh, rec- uh, procreated our family. Um, but Travis hasn't. Gun to your head, who are you picking? She's like, well, you gave me grandkids, so. <laughs> so she picked the Eagles? She's like, but you couldn't decide, like, if somebody, if me and dad fell off the boat, you wouldn't be able to know who to, like, save. Like, that's what it's like. And he's like, no, mom, I'd save you. <laughs> I love you, dad, but I'd save you, mom. <laughs> it was so funny. There's, there, It was gold. They're so good. And then I also love, like, that they're, like, still chatting it up and being buddies all yeah. week. Yeah. Awesome. Like they're not even gonna play against each other. Like, right? It's awesome. It's awesome for them. It's awesome for everybody. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Did you see the video of Jason after they won the NFC Championship game? He's at a bar, like just having some beers, and he had like Kansas City Chiefs stuff on. And as soon as the Chiefs won, he just like went tarps off and put in, then like put an Eagles shirt back on after after the game. So he like that's awesome. Chiefs shit on after. Cool yeah, stuff. That's pretty cool. That's stuff. really cool. Yeah. Yeah, they see they they both seem like pretty awesome dudes. Yeah, and I think like when you become that big of like personalities, both of them, sometimes you just like become a part of that like personality. And like like Aaron Rodgers doesn't even talk to his family, you know. Like mm-hmm. it's hard to stay connected to your family when you become that big of a person, you know. Um, yeah. but the they just seem like legit bros, like in high school talking. It it's is. awesome. Yeah. That's what makes their podcast so so special. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff, dude. All right. We were going to do a draft, and we were going to do um, one of us not knowing it, but um, it came together a little too late. So I think next episode, that's something that we're going to do. So we'll have two people drafting. One per- Well, all three will be drafting, but one person won't even know the topic that we're, that we're doing. So it could be like the worst answers you've ever heard. Um, yeah. Instead, we're going to do another positive powwow. Positive powwow. Kev's going to be hosting it. Uh, we have one minute to discuss <clears throat> and keep uh, whatever he brings up. 
Super positive. There we go. You guys ready to roll? Start. Yeah, start it off. I think I know who the start is. All right. So I um I originally wanted to start this off with Roger Goodell, but I thought that was way too cruel because I don't I that's not what the segment's about. So Thank I'm gonna go with Adam Silver. Some nice things to say about Adam Silver. He's got one of the shiniest heads I've ever seen. Like it's a beautiful sculpted head. Um he knows how to make money. So that's always a positive like that, that the NBA is actually bringing in money. Um, and he knows how to get his superstars out there. They, they all have like great deals. We know they sell their merch. Um, and he makes it about them. Like he actually listens to them. Like when they were in the bubble, he listened to them. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't hate Adam Silver. Seems like people like him far more than like David Stern. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think you could, I think I've heard a lot of things. People, people look at him and he's, they say he's the best commissioner in the four major sports, or maybe the most likable. Cause yep. a lot of people hate Rob Manford. People don't like Gary Batman and people really fucking hate Roger Goodell. So. Yeah. Uh, I think when, uh, like silver, like hit his stride, I think it was during the bubble and like some of the decisions he made, I think that a lot of people were actually contemplating, not maybe I think people were talking about in the media of like him being in the NFL commissioner because it'd be so much like bigger for him and like he'd probably be like run it really well. But uh you guys got a minute there. Nice work. Really proud of you. Uh all right. Something nice to say about raining on your wedding day. It's uh supposedly a sign of good luck. Um uh, and depending on how long it rained for if it rains and then stops, it could be a very like beautiful rainbow in the background for some pictures. If you're mm-hmm. able to go outside and take some. Yep. Yep. Pictures are a huge part. Left you with 50 um, seconds, Sherry. Yeah, perfect. No, that's all right. <laughs> Let me paint this. I was sorry. Celtics are on. It was a minute ago. Whatever. Anyways, real quick. The thing about rain is it creates the most perfect kiss you could ever have. So, like, if you are in the rain and you know what, it doesn't matter about your makeup so much. Like, you're just a gorgeous girl no matter what and you're a gorgeous dude. Or you're either way, same sex. We're we're all for that. We know the rain creates a perfect kiss. Like, think about the notebook Ooh. and when they kiss in that, Ooh. you know it was perfect. Like, you know when you were in high school and you and your girlfriend kissed and it happened to be in the rain, like you brought her to a date, you got out of the car, you gave her a kiss, dropped her off, she went upstairs. She went home in her diary and all she wrote about was that kiss. And also, you never know, there could be a beautiful rainbow at the end of that. If there's yep. a nice rainbow, that could build some beautiful pictures that you'll have for a lifetime. Rainbows brought up twice there. I like it. I think you guys are really into the rainbows. Uh, hey, I was watching the Celtics. <laughs> I know you were. I, that's why I said it. Uh, dude, Spider-Man came to came to my thinking, too, when Spider-Man, they kissed Tobey Maguire and oh, whatever that name yeah. was in the rain. Yeah, that, that came to me, too. Um, Iowa's offense in college football. Some nice things to say about Iowa's offense in football. Oh, yeah. Um. That's let me start with George Kittle. Um, he was a part of their offense. Um, Ferentz is their Ferentz is their coach. He's mm-hmm. good friends with Walter Abbott, who's good friends with, I think me. And uh, <laughs> so that's nice. I think Ferentz's son, maybe he knows Walt too. Um, he's the offensive <clears throat> coordinator. Um, 
I like the colors black and yellow, so I'm sure they have that in a lot of their signals. Um, black 64, black 64, and then they, that's a motion across or something. Yep. That's probably a part of it too. Um, but they've they've had some really good tight ends come out of there. Hawkinson, um, guy in Seattle got traded for Russell. Fant, Noah Fant, um, and, yeah. ha- and and Kittle. Um, I'm assuming their offense takes part in the wave to the children's hospital Love it. Um, at, at the end of each third quarter. So that's probably the best part. The best thing their offense does most Saturdays. Um, how much time do I have? Oh, sure. He ate the whole thing up. Sure. He really skirted by. I thought he was, I was, I should have said this past year's Iowa's yeah, offense. I know. But sure, I, he did, yeah. sure. He did a good job. He did a good job sneaking by that one. Um, all right, let's go with this one. Uh, the dream machine when you are 10 years old going to the Auburn Mall. I mean, there was nothing better. You'd walk into that dream machine and it was just like, it seemed like in your head, it was like the size of the entire mall. You'd go in there with like $5 worth of quarters and if you could be in there for like four hours, just winning free games winning tickets and then you try to get like 400 tickets and like you might get like a pencil clip or something like that yeah. I mean, it's just like, you literally pencil need to spend thousands of oh, yeah pencil yeah. shopper you need to spend thousands of dollars on stuff but just what an electric day when you knew you woke up that morning you're like i'm going to the dream machine today it's going to be a good day yo my mom put in some hours at jc penning she got all of her shopping there done when i was a kid i would run over to the dream machine Yo, mom, hit me up when you're when you're done. Um, no cell phones, just run in there. Hold on. You guys know Chad Johnson. Changed his name to Chad Ojo Cinco. Great name. You know Ron Artest changed his name to Meta World Peace. Andy Shorey, if was 18, would have changed it to Andy Skee-Ball. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. <laughs> How long do you get a ski ball machine in your garage, dude? That's the question. Woo, that's a great question. If that goes up on Facebook Marketplace, that's being bought. Uh, and real quick before we move on, Fagola, what's a pencil clip? Yeah, I'd say fucked up. Okay. All right. I just didn't know if that was something I didn't know what it was. All right. That no, one was... I said pencil clip. I was like, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, that yeah. one was a layup. Uh, remember the title of this fi- uh, one. We're going to go with uh, Coach K. That is Mike Shashevsky. Let's go. You got in a minute. Um, I'll start. Team. That's yeah, that's how I was going to start. Else. I was just watching that. I'm not saying anything else. Uh, <laughs> all right. He's the oh, wait, hold on, hold on. He went to a, he went to a service academy. I'll give him that, too. It's true. He went, went to Why don't you just steal another one of mine? Um, he's an American <laughs> hero, um, and he was a part of West Point. Um, he's the most winning coach, I believe, in college basketball. He's got three, close. Yep. three national championships. Um, what's that? It's like five. Oh, five national championships. Um, Fucking good. <laughs> uh, he built Duke. Like, Duke was not a basketball program when he got there. That's the coolest part to me is that he took a program and made it the most, to me, the most legendary. And he was the first to say, hey, we need fucking students on ground level. And he did that. He put the students ground level, made it the hardest gym in the country to play at, the Cameron Cra- Cra- Crazies. Um, it's the most fun to watch too, when they're doing that. Like I was watching the game the other night, Duke UNC, and it's just like the whole arena is 
up and down. Um, I love the death stares that he gave referees when he just had enough of their bullshit with the calls. Um, those death stares would scare anyone. Um, and he's such a good family man. That he is. And obviously just an amazing, amazing coach. He's he adapted with he adapted with times. I think I'm probably done, but I can keep going. He you adapted are. with oh, times. I appreciate it. I keep going. I love it. Incredible oh. because that's what made Bill Belichick so great, right? Like he went with guys who were four years. He went with guys he originally when they were like he had mostly white good players, and then he like got more athletic and he built and went differently to one and done guys. The guys change with times. I want to put a pin in this because of the segment. This is only nice things, but I want to talk about something when the segment is over. Got it? Okay, cool. Got it. Uh, all right. Uh, another tricky one, boys. I'm not going to lie. This one might be harder. It might be trickier for Gola. I know you only spoke for five seconds in that last one, but 8 a.m. classes in college. So they weren't ideal in most circumstances, but I will say one reason why I did like them is this. If, say, you had an 8 a.m. class on a Friday and that was your only class, bam, 8 a.m., 9 a.m., mm. get it done, rest of Friday, get you know, get home, maybe have a breakfast, take a little nap, get up, start day drinking right off. Ooh. You got your class out of the way in the morning. You had the rest of the day at the end, like going into a weekend. Good answer. To take part yep. in those activities. Yep. Um, my thought is, like, I always had anxiety when I skipped the class, and it was like, fuck. Should I skip this? Should I skip? <laughs> yeah, I'm skipping it. And but 8 a.m. is like you're not thinking about it when the class is happening because motherfucker, you went back to sleep. You're sleeping. You're just back to sleep. You wake up. You're like, I missed it, and the anxiety's gone from that. So for me, that's that was key. I don't know. Like, are we are we at a minute? Yes. Okay. I maybe like a maybe like a hand up for like 30 seconds or something. Um, maybe that's what we need to do because I feel like I'm probably going way over. Nope, that one right there was exactly one minute. The Coach K one though was like two and a half minutes, so I appreciate I, it. I actually love I appreciate it. The yeah. guy Coach K. I don't like Duke or him. I just like him at what he's done. All right. Uh we got four left still, boys. We've got six down. We got four left, all right? Oh yeah. Let me let's go. Nice things to say about a hangover. Oh yeah. The food. Like when I I'm hungover. I need to get something like McDank's, uh, maybe a donut from from uh, Dunks. Like usually Chinese later in the afternoon. I want something that's just gonna be like, I'm not doing anything for the rest of the day. I'm on the couch. Um, and it also means that it's the fucking weekend. If it's the weekend, mm -hmm. it's the best part of every week. And or it's vacation or something like that. You know you had not. You knew you had fun the night before. Like I I don't drink unless I'm having a hell of a time with a bunch of friends. So if I'm a part of that, I'm all for it. How much time? 30 seconds. Yeah. I was just saying the, the big thing for me is like, not so much now with the kids, but like before I had kids, it was like, if I'm hung over, I'm not leaving the couch all goddamn day. Like you said, Troy, you're getting some food and I'm just putting my ass down. I'm going to like watch a bunch of movies, like just binge like the office or just some like sitcom like that. And I'm just, probably going to take two or three naps during the day some of them may only be a half hour and one you might throw in a big long one there for like on two hours but it's just like that lazy day after that just like not doing a damn thing 
Number one best thing about a hangover is that you had a fucking hell of a time the night before. Yeah. Amen. That's what it is. Either that or you got a serious drinking problem. Just <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That is true, dude. <clears throat> um, all right. Getting uh, one and a half to two feet of snow in a single snowstorm. What's nice about that? Ooh. Well, when you're a uh, kid, it's a snow day. No school. I would I'd say now, like when you wake up in the morning, you look outside and like all the trees are covered in snow. You know, it's very pretty. It's like picturesque. You can take, you know, snap a few pictures, maybe put it on some social media. People are like, oh, my God, it's so beautiful. Um, but like I think now, like, you know, depending on where you are, you go outside, build a snowman with your kids. It's great. Um, and if it happens on the weekends, you know, I, I kind of don't mind it because I go get to spend most of the day outside, you know, take your time getting it cleaned up, have a few beers. You know, you can put your beers in the snow while you're doing stuff so it doesn't get warm. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So. Uh, the number one thing I can think of is that my dog has never been happier. That motherfucker is just in the snow, laying down, snow chunks hanging off him. Um Number two, snowmobiling. Um, I love a good powder ride. Um, mm. It's it's different than trail riding if you've never done it, but it's powder riding is just fun. And from what I'm told, skiing. Skiing is also much better after nice, fresh snow. Listen, Maine, I, I'm not going to sit here and say I know anything about economy because I don't know anything about economics, but Maine's economy needs snow in the winter. And so a big snowstorm is huge for so many aspects of Maine. Uh, so uh, my old job when I used to like have to like plow and whatnot, I used to fucking hate when we get snowstorms, right? But now I love them. Like bring them on. I'll just pick away at the pick away the snow when I can. I have a flat driveway, so. and it's not that big. Um, I love it. Like snow blowing is like as weird as it sounds. One of my favorite things to do, especially oh, now good? that I work from home. You got a snowblower? Yeah, it's in my shed. Oh shit, dude. I know. I do. Uh, what do we got? What do we got? Let me see. We got two left. I'm going to save the best for last, all right? Yes. Let's go with George, RIP, George Steinbrenner. That guy just had spent money with like a reckless abandon, did everything he possibly could to win. Like, and he did it for years, and we've you've kind of seen what happened when other people have taken the reins. The Yankees really haven't done shit in the last fucking 20 years. Keep 20, it positive. 20. Keep it positive. Um, but that guy <laughs> just spent money and, like, would not get outbid on anybody. Loved it. I love that, the way he used to do that shit. He had, like, a power about him there. Like, if, you, if we weren't winning, then the world was fucked up uh, because we should be winning. And... Uh, it's almost like Bill Belichick, too. Like, he has that feeling like, I can't believe we lost um, after every game, even if he plays like Patrick Mahomes. So it's like Steinbrenner had a way of getting superstars somehow. Um, Red Auerbach's another one. Like, he had, he was able to get superstars and then keep them there and, and find a way to make them happy and give them, like, all the chunks of money. And, like, at the end of the day, it's about his legacy as a Yankees owner and how many championships you won. Like, that's the measure of it. Like, that's what that's what pisses me off with the Celtics, and it's like, well, the Red Sox now is like, how can we save money? And it's like, no, it's 
Mm-hmm. All that it comes down to in life is you winning championships for your fans. Uh, the thing about Steinbrenner is like funny is like when the Yankees weren't playing well in a game, like you'd see him up in the box, you could tell he was like pissed off. I guarantee he went down to like the dog, like the uh, clubhouse, and like probably ripped some people into it, right. And they probably feared him. But like thinking like comparing him to like Jerry Jones now, I bet like players laugh at Jerry Jones if he does shit like that. I think George yeah. Steinbrenner had a way of just controlling every room he was in. All right, last one. I think this one is going to be super simple. I think you guys could talk about this. I'm going to start a timer because it's going to be quite easy for you guys. And it might um, hit close to home for Fagola since he just experienced this, but a golf weekend with the boys. Oh, my goodness. I just got back from a – yeah, I just got back from Kiowa Island with uh, some buddies and uh, my brother, and it was fantastic. Um, Played 36 holes – Sunday, 36 holes Monday, drank a pile of beers, had some good food. Um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing better than it. I mean, you're shooting, you're talking shit, you're just, you know, playing awful golf because I, I don't think anybody played well that week, this past weekend. But it is, I can't wait for springtime um, to get back out there and uh, start doing it some more. But it's it's fantastic. There's nothing, there's very few things that are better than that. I've, I'll just keep saying it. It's not about the golf. It's about the time with the boys um, yeah. and being outside. And you, you hit it on the head. Is It doesn't matter how you play. It's all for fun. If you're playing great, it makes it that much better. Yeah. Um, but it's just about being with your boys. There's certain things in life that you do, like, where the clock just either goes faster or slower than things. But, like, I swear, like, sometimes, like, the five hours that you're on a golf course play with your buddies, like, it feels like, Jesus, it seems like the round just started. Because, like, it's such a blast that it just flies by. Uh, it's one of those things I wish it would go a little slower sometimes. But it's yeah. one of the best. I'm so happy that, like, <clears throat> I don't know if it was, like, Shuri starting to do it and, like, getting a bunch of guys. Like, I know goal has been golfing, you know, never really stopped. But, like, I stopped for a while. But I feel like Shuri starting and getting a bunch of people that never golfed is like created this buzz now, like where for sure we all want to like golf, right? Even though in like a bunch of us aren't good, but it is the fact of just like being out there and yeah. like you you do what your friends do, right? Like if your friends are doing something, you'll do it too. But now that we're like getting older and have kids, it's like okay, I want to go golfing this weekend, Kev, and Kev's like, well, I I can't because I'm going away on a camping trip. Okay, Fagola, you coming? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah. the next weekend, like I might not make it, but like you do what your friends do, but if you only have so many friends that do it and your weekends don't line up, you're not going to go very much. You're not going to go by yourself. So the more right. you have, the more you'll get no, out no. there. And that's the best it's part. It's been great. Cause, cause it's like, for me, like for, for years, it was like my brother. And then like, really like that mm-hmm. and that didn't live anywhere near here. So it was like, right. I, and like, I probably would have had played more golf uh, than I did, but it's like, I didn't want to play by myself all the fucking time. Heck no. So now it's like I feel like I have there's like a ample um, options now from like, hey, I want to play this weekend. Who wants to go? And mm-hmm. I have a high likelihood of at least getting somebody to go. Yeah. Do you guys sure. get like incredibly nervous when you walk up to hold like the tee box on one? No. Oh, I, I used to. I don't really I anymore. I saw your photos you said for Google and I was already like, <sighs> take a deep <laughs> breath, story. I don't know what it is. I, I just – I. I don't like not being good at a sport and I'm not very good at it. So like that, that first drive is so important. Um, after that, I usually don't give a shit, but it's, I don't know. Some about walking up to the first tee box and the old hobby is pumping. Was Kiowa busy? Like were the people watching you as you were teeing off in the whole one? 
No, so the way it works, uh, not at the ocean course. The way the ocean course, the first tee, they actually like shuttle you with a golf cart oh. to it. Okay. Because it'd be like it'd be like a mile walk or a half a mile walk, and they just don't want to be like way too like way too yeah. long. Yeah, so yeah. not there. But the other courses, I mean, you're teeing off right outside the freaking clubhouse. So I gotta imagine, like, say you play like Pebble Beach, like hole one. Like I gotta imagine, no, everyone's gonna be nervous like teeing off on hole one just because of the course. Yeah, I think it depends on where I'm at. Like I'm yeah. not, like if I go, where if we go play like Spring Meadows, I'm not nervous teeing off. Teeing off. I mean, I don't love it because it's a gigantic fucking pond. Yeah. To the right, but I'm not like nervous about it. Right. Yeah. Those days are past me. All right. The the pin that I put in earlier that I want to talk about, I don't know yes. if you guys have seen anything like this, but uh, how much of a dickhead Jim Bayheim is? Have you guys seen the stuff lately with him? I haven't. Yeah, with with like the student reporters and shit. Student, a student reporter will ask a question, and he like just like it's not even a bad question, and he like just like belittles them, and like so, like he'll he'll talk about how like. Really, you're gonna ask me that kind of question? Like, you have one question, and that's the question you're gonna ask me. And it's not like it's an awful question. It's just like saying something like, you know, maybe like, what was the turning point in the game tonight, or something like that, you know. But I just feel like this fucking guy had Carmelo Anthony for one season, and he's been riding this for the last 20 years in Syracuse, and he's done absolutely nothing than just like have a couple like elite eight runs with teams that come in as 11 or 12 seeds. He never does anything. Like has this dude even won the ACC championship like once over the last like 20 years? I doubt I it. I can't imagine. He's, no, he he's had Carmelo right. That once. program's awful. The program is not It's because of him. He's a dickhead. I can't imagine playing for a guy like him. He is an absolute like dick. Like he's just got to, he's got to move on. Yeah, he's got the the thing is he's like one of those guys like everybody loves him so goddamn much or, or he's such a name that like Syracuse would never fire him but they right. should because he hasn't right. done anything of relevance. He's seventy eight fucking years old. Like just get done. You gotta move on. How the yeah. fuck does he have kids that are like twenty? He's a he's fucking been married lo- like four times. He's a fucking loser, dude. So. Um, Celtics beat. 76ers tonight, down three starters. Jalen Brown missed the second half after shooting just two for nine. And Tatum only had 12 fucking points. And they beat him by seven. Who did they win? Who did they beat? The 76ers, who have been the hottest team in the East. Wow. That's incredible. That is. Trade deadline. uh, Well, when this episode drops will be today. It's Thursday, February 9th is the trade deadline. I don't know if it's three or four o'clock in the afternoon, but. Obviously, the Russ Westbrook thing happening. Obviously, the Kyrie thing happening. Like, I don't know what other, like, dominoes there are for the trade deadline. I know there's been talks about, like, Durant maybe not being happy, but they're still, like, weighing those options. Uh, I can't imagine he goes. But it seems like the – you got something to say about Durant? No, I was going to say a lot of people are saying that Toronto may blow it up. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was going to say Van Vliet was, like, probably the biggest name, I think, on the block is Van Vliet. Yeah. Where, like, I think he could go somewhere and, like – He has a player option at the end of the year, so he probably won't. Lock in there because he's a, he's a good player, man. He's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the so. guy from really quick, the Nets. Have you seen this guy lately? Was it Cam yeah. Thomas? Cam? Yeah, he had like forty-seven, forty-six, and forty-three, three games in a row or something bananas yeah. like yeah. that. Same. Like a insanity thing. Yeah, that's nuts. I never even heard of the guy. He went to oh. LSU apparently too. Like I didn't even. Oh, heard of him. I wonder how many guys in like sports like 
are like that, where they just don't get the opportunity. Never got the, never got the chance. And then they get the opportunity. And if you, you ask know. them, all of them. Yeah. Any guy that didn't get the chance, they only made it the G League, just never got the chance. They would have right. been a superstar right. in the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. All right, you boys got anything else? Nope. All right. No. Um, next time we'll talk to you, we will have a Super Bowl champion. Ooh. Hopefully it's a good game. We can break it down and we want to discuss it. Um, not like the national championship in football, but um, yeah. And we'll do a, a fun draft next week where one person has no idea what we're drafting. So um, can't wait. Stay healthy. Peace. Thanks, Yeah.